Welcome back to Speaking Out America. Don't forget we have a podcast. Actually, we have a couple of things I want to share with you. We have a great podcast, which is out. And it's on Spotify. So you have to go to your Google or your search engine and just type in Speaking Out America podcast. And then you can follow us or you can just tune in Monday through Friday here on CRNTalk.com at 9 Pacific or 5 Pacific and listen to the program. And you have a third option, which is probably the best because I take such great, great pride in putting it together. We have a live stream button on our homepage, which is jimwatkins1.com. Uh, jimwatkins1.com also features all of my article archives. And it has a link to the podcast. And it also has on the menu bar something where you can follow up on COVID, see what the latest CDC reports are. Interpret for yourself. It's quite amazing and, and such a contrast to what you see on TV and what you see in the actual data. Because if you look at the global data, if you look at the U.S. data, it, you know, they show every day since COVID began. And you can clearly see that the cases, while they may be higher than they were, you know, last week, they're nowhere near where they were when all this mayhem began, and deaths are extremely low. There are maybe two or three countries that report, I think the last report showed that there were maybe a dozen or so deaths in the United States, and Russia had a significantly higher number of deaths, but not by any degree near what it was back in the peak during 2021-22. But yet you've got the media, you've got the CDC, you've got the government health care agencies all trying to get you to go out and get boosted. It's like the fun never ends for the folks over at Moderna. Every night when you're watching TV, go get your boosters. Go get your boosters. So, New York City considering removing statues of George Washington and others. This comes from Breitbart. Now, believe it or not, you may have been brainwashed to believe that Breitbart is just nothing but conservative garbage. Uh, maybe you've told that about Newsmax. You know, it's funny. I don't watch Fox like I used to. I used to watch it a lot, but not because it was necessarily conservative. It was just that everything else was, you know, liberal, progressive. And I felt like I wasn't getting the the information. I wasn't getting all the information. And I tell my friends, it's like, look, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean that I, I sit there like you do and watch Fox News 24-7. In fact, I can't even remember the last time I watched Fox. Maybe the only exception being Maria Bartiromo, who has been a consistent anchor uh, throughout. She took over that show. Well, actually, it was Joe Scarborough and Mia Mika who took over the show from Imus. Remember when Imus got uh, excommunicated because he said the wrong thing? And then he ended up getting, he went by way of Fox over to MSNBC. And to this date, as far as I know, they probably have garnered more, but it took them a long time to get there with Morning Joe. But the days of Imus, at least we had somebody there that was equally offensive to both sides and hilariously funny. Uh, but nowadays, you know, where are you going to get anything but liberal or progressive news, mainstream news? ABC has it covered. Uh, you've got MSNBC 
got CNN, NBC, CBS, the Washington Times, the New York Post, USA Today. Those are all left-of-center publications or media outlets. They're not going to tell you about what's really behind Russell Brand getting excommunicated, just like Imus. One very clever blogger figured out that it all started, Russell Brand's career really started to take a downfall when he started using his podcast, a highly, uh, I think outside of Joe Rogan, he's probably got just as many, maybe slightly less viewers to his YouTube podcast. He's making a living on that thing, plus he's still doing comedy. I mean, he was everybody's favorite darling 10 years ago. And now with these allegations that he may or may not have been in a serious relationship that ended up in violence or rape, why did these people wait so so long to come out? It's like six, seven years ago. Anyway, so the UK has banned him, literally censored him. Uh, the comedy tour that he was on, it's been pulled. Any TV deals that he might have, gone. Why? Because several women, many of them anonymous, came forward almost half a dec- decade later and said that he raped them. So this is Russell Brand's beginning of the downfall when he started acting like a conservative. Listen to this. Out of respect for you and your show, I've brought some facts. The pandemic created at least 40 new big pharma billionaires. Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer made $1,000 of profit every second from the COVID-19 vaccine. More than two-thirds of Congress received campaign funding from pharmaceutical companies in the 2020 election. Pfizer chairman Albert Baller told Time magazine in July 2020 that his company was developing a COVID vaccine for the good of humanity, not for money. And of course, Pfizer made $100 billion in profit in 2022. When it came to the profits, they took the profits. When it came to the funding, you paid for the funding. If you have an economic system in which pharmaceutical companies benefit hugely from medical emergencies, where a military-industrial complex benefits from war, where energy companies benefit from energy crises, you are going to generate states of perpetual crisis where the interests of ordinary people separate from the interests of the elite. (laughs) You know, it all sounds like conspiracy, but everything he said was true. That's the interesting part about it. Everything he said was true. Uh, And then that's when they came down on him. That's when the thought police were unleashed. And uh, he is persona non grata. And that's how they do that. They just remove those things uh, so that you don't think of them anymore. It's just straight out of Orwell. Just he who controls the past controls the present. So when you read a headline like this, you're not so surprised. New York City considering removing statues of George Washington and others. New York City is considering a measure that would essentially remove the statues of founding fathers such as George Washington, all while facing a migrant crisis costing taxpayers billions of dollars. According to a list found in New York City's council agenda for Tuesday, September 19th, officials will consider a bill that would, quote, require the Public Design Commission to publish a plan to remove works of art on city property that depict a person who owned enslaved persons or directly benefited economically from slavery or who participated in systemic crimes against indigenous peoples or other crimes against humanity. Other statues, including that of Christopher Columbus, would also be subjected to this measure, 
According to the bill, if the PDC opts not to remove a work of art of an individual who fits the criteria, it would be required to, quote, include in the plan steps it will take to install an explanatory plaque next to the work of art. Boy, imagine that. You know, you go see a picture of George Washington riding his horse, maybe in Washington Square, who knows, sitting on a horse, and you go read the plaque, and you're a 5-year-old or a 10-year-old, maybe you're on a field trip, and you go and you read the plaque, and it says, former racist. Quote, this bill would be required of the Department of Transportation to consult with the Department of Education to install plaques on sidewalks or other public space adjacent to schools that are named after a person that fits the criteria. <sighs> Lincoln High, I, I went to Lincoln High. I went to Lincoln Elementary, Washington High. Uh, my daughter went to Roosevelt School. It's just amazing, isn't it? You know, the real question here is, what will people do, right? That's what it's, how are the people going to respond? You know, Trump warned us of this. You know, he said, you know, pretty soon they're going to be coming after statues of Washington. And everybody went, no, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And here we are. So there we go. Be right back. We're going to learn about the Hegelian dialect. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the program, Speaking Out America. I'm your host, Jim Watkins. We're here for you Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific. And we're also here for you 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific, also right here on crntalk.com, fast becoming America's favorite stop for all things talk. And we love doing it for you. You know, we want to be a part of your life. We appreciate you making us a part of your life. We love sharing news with you. And I think this week's theme for me is how do I change your vote? So all the problems that we're having right now in our beautiful country uh, is because too many people voted without having all the right information. Think about that for a minute. We have told you that Google, which is the most successful and most popular search engine in the world, in America certainly, If you get your news from Google or Apple, Apple News, these are not news agencies. They don't produce their own content. They're not out there doing investigative journalism like we were used to back in the day. These are aggregators. These are people that are collecting and aggregating news, and they try to match, oh, they try to match some news to you and what they think your algorithmic profile is. But at the end of the day, There are human beings, and they are subjective. And they, like any other news organization, will filter the news based on certain criteria. And if they don't like what you're you're selling, if they don't like what you're blogging, they they will throttle you. I don't know how they do it. That's not my job. I don't write HTML code. I don't know. All I know is that there are human beings and a large proportion proportion of these people are working in Northern California or in liberal cities like New York, 
Seattle, where they have been completely and undeniably brainwashed. As a matter of fact, in the next section, I'm going to pull out an article that talks about that very thing, the age of denialism, and how it is that people can look facts straight in the eye and refuse to believe them because it would force them to reorientate their entire worldview. So it's just easier to pretend that something is true if it makes you feel better. And so change the vote. How do we change the vote? Well, there's only one way. By telling you what's really going on. By bringing to you information gleaned from other sources besides mainstream media. I mentioned earlier in the program that there's something unsettling happening in our world, in our country, in our culture. Uh, the divisions are clear. I want you to listen to this. This is a man by the name of William Federer. Have you ever heard of the Hegelian dialectic? I've heard it a few times. Really smart people, you know, say it. Oh, it's sometimes I, I would hear somebody say, oh, well, you know what Hegelian dialectic is, right? Rich is poor, poor is rich. I have no idea what they're talking about, but this guy got it, and he somehow got through my brain and explained to me what Hegelian dialectic and Marxism have in common. So here is a clip that I got off the Internet from a man by the name of William Federer explaining Hegelian dialectic. Basically, um, Hegel said, how do you take power away from people and concentrate it in the hands of the state? He came up with Hegelian dialectics to triangle. One corner is a thesis, the opposite is an antithesis, and the top corner is a synthesis, right? Sounds complicated, but it's not. In other words, you start off with the status quo, you create a problem that's real bad, and everybody's happy to settle for your answer that's half as bad. And then you create another problem that's real bad, and everybody's happy to settle for your answer that's half as bad. Then you create another problem that's real bad, and everybody's happy to settle for your answer that's half as bad. And after every crisis, people give up a little more of their freedom into the hands of the state. And guess who was a student at the University of Berlin under Hegel? But Karl Marx. He was a member of the Young Hegelians. And so Marx says, how do you create a problem that's real bad? An antithesis. You send in agitators, agent provocateurs, community organizers, labor organizers. Their job is to find people with grievances, stir them up to riot. And when the country gets destabilized enough, they panic. And then you have an opportunity for a dictator to usurp power. Basically, um, Hegel said, how do you take power away from people and concentrate it in the and that's what they do. And that guy sounds like he's on a lot of coffee. So that's how you do it. Send in agitators, agent provocateurs, people, divide people into little tribes, turn them against each other, and there you go. The government steps in and solves the problem. So here's a good example. If the government is constantly saying that white supremacy is a problem in the United States and you don't know any better and, and you're just getting your news from one source... And that source, you know, that's, that's packed with people like Joy Reid and others, and they constantly batter you over the head with this idea that behind every corner there lurks a white nationalist. Well, guess what? You're going to start feeling like you're in danger. So who are you going to turn to to save you? Well, I think you know the answer to that. It's going to be the Justice Department. This is why the uh, teachers were complaining and forcing the FBI to follow up on parents that would come to school board meetings and complain about books about penises and vaginas being taught to their two-year-old creates a problem then they have the solution same with covid masks i mean look at the last analysis the same government that gave you the vaccine secretly gave you the covid or at least was experimenting 
uh, and it, it could have probably 95% probability, it could have evolved into an escaped hantavirus or some form of virus that was not unlike mares. Remember mares a few years ago that broke out from camels? So they took, uh, apparently, uh, some of this information is that our scientists took that mares virus and tried to geoengineer it with the hope of coming up with a vaccine. The United States government just recently pulled a $125 million project that involves scientists and biologists to go in to the jungles of Africa and Australia and South America and try to locate unique viruses that they could bring back to the lab and reverse engineer them so that they could come up with yet another mRNA vaccine. But they pulled the plug because senators and congressmen are saying, what are you doing? Are you purposely going to try to find the next big virus that we don't have a vaccine for? So they pulled the plug back in July. It's done. Create a problem? Oh, I've got a solution. That's what Hegelian dialectic is. And it works. Uh, I'll give you another example. These, uh, President Biden signed into executive order a bill that would create a climate uh, a climate activist committee. What do they call it? The climate... It's almost like, uh, let me see if I could, let me dig up the information. This came across my desk today, and I had not fully had a chance to digest it, but it applies to what we're talking about right now. Oh, 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 here it is, here it is. Biden using executive power to create New Deal-style American Climate Corps. After being thwarted by Congress, President Joe Biden will use his executive authority to create a New Deal-style American Climate Corps that will serve as a major greens job training program. In an announcement Wednesday, the White House said the program will employ about 20,000 young adults, uh, plant trees, help install solar panels, and do other work to boost conservation and help prevent catastrophic wildfires. The Climate Corps had been proposed in early versions of the sweeping climate law approved last year, but was jettisoned amid strong opposition from Republicans. So once again, Republicans, you know, they always try to make us look like we don't care about the climate, but we just don't like to waste money on stupid projects that don't work. Democrats and environmental advocacy groups never gave up on the plan and pushed Biden in recent weeks to issue an executive order. That's what tyrants do, isn't it? When they don't get their way, they just get out a piece of paper. In essence, all those young kids that are sitting around playing video games, now they can go get a job. How about we start with cleaning up trash on highways? That's improving the climate. How about not consuming as much, not eating at takeout where everything gets wrapped in that hard styrofoam material? Um, Biden thinks he's doing this because he's saving the climate. What he's really doing, there's one thing that they're going to do, which I leave a question mark, because not only are they going to go out and install solar panels and hopefully pick up trash on the highway, but they're also going to be turned into snitches. This will be sort of like the Red Guard in China during the 20s and 30s and then again in the 60s, the Cultural Revolution, where they use the kids. See, they've all been indoctrinated into believing that the climate is going to go away in 10 years. So these people are charged up, these youngsters. The Federal Climate Corps will prepare a whole new generation of workers for good-paying union jobs, so he's, in effect, going to use federal taxpayer money to create an industry that is going to be peopled by union who will be paying union dues 
that will be funneled back into democratic political campaigns under the guise of helping fight climate change, build community resilience, and support, and this is where it gets very important, support environmental justice. What does that mean? We don't know what it means. I think I know what it means. I think I, I think what it turns these people into snitches. They're going to be going out and patrolling who isn't mindful of their carbon. Yeah, that's pretty bad, isn't it? The White House declined to say how much the program will cost or how it will be paid, but Democrats proposed $10 billion for the Climate Corps and the Climate Bill before the provision was removed. So yet another department created by the Democratic Party, a huge department, $10 billion worth, that's basically going to hire people to go out and I hope they pick up trash. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. But, but supporting climate justice, that's, what does that mean? Well, we'll have to pick it up on the next show. So you're listening to Speaking Out. I'm Jim Watkins. Reach me online at speakingoutamerica at gmail.com. And we'll see you here in 24 hours. <laughs>